Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money of M 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Dankert. It's time now to take a look at some headlines that investors will be paying attention to. It's a brand new week. We've got earnings that are well underway. In fact, more bang earnings will be coming in. But we're coming off a week where it's it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy week, if you think about it. Lots of economic data. It was wild market action. And then at the end of it, by the time we reach the end of it, those fears that we might see 100 basis points point hike seem to have sort of faded a little bit. Well, let's get a little bit of context on what to expect this week or what we can read into it from Azim Sharif, who's market analyst, CMC Markets, APAC in Canada. Good morning, Azim. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very good, sir. And it's it's uh, it's wilder than a roller coaster where the markets are concerned. At this point, though, it seems that things are a little bit calmer. In your opinion, how are markets setting up this week? Yeah, you're right, Elliot. So, you know, last week it was pretty hot, as the words they're using, you know, with this uh, US CPI numbers coming out, hitting, a, you know, a very high 9.1% annual rate. And that just turned the market into chaos because, you know, from going from a 75 basis point rate hike, a lot of the market was pricing in, you know, potential 100 basis point rate hike because it didn't seem like the market was slowing down or even inflation was slowing down. On the flip side, a couple of the FOMC members, you know, came out last week as well. I believe it was Waller and and Brainard, and they basically said, look, 100 points, it's unlikely. 75 points is still likely and going to be on the table. So that sort of started to cool down the inflation expectations and also the market pricing for a 100 basis point rate hike. So that is pretty much what's been happening around the planet. And that also has been feeding onto other countries and what their CPI numbers might look like as well. And and that actually leads us to this week because this week is very heavy on the central bank decisions and also global CPIs. Interesting to try and figure out what, uh, for example, Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostigwin, he says, if you increase rates, it could undermine a lot of things that are working well. (laughs) What exactly are these things that are working well? I guess your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, so look, and this is the thing. So, you know, everyone's talking about potential global recession, which is which is understandable. You know, the economy is really starting to slow down. You know, commodity prices are really falling off, are starting to drop off as well. You know, demand destruction is coming into play. The main reason why, I guess, you know, the market is sort of cooling off is because environment is still at a very record low. So we look at the U.S. market, it's still sitting around at 3.6%. You know, Australia just came out the uh, last week as well, and that was a record low, 3.5%. And Australia wasn't expecting to have an unemployment rate that low, you know, until mid-next year. So unemployment is still quite low. Employment is still, I guess, very strong in a lot of these economies. So that is kind of taking some heat off the inflation expectations, you know, for the U.S. and especially in the Australian markets. And that's kind of feeding into that whole global recession fears, starting to cool off a little bit. But again, you know, inflation is still high, but how high is the question or how high is it going to go? And again, we'll find out a bit more with this week with, um, with the U.K. also coming out with the CPI figures in Japan and Canada. Yeah, with regard to the UK, the ECB rate meeting, I guess we can safely expect a rate hike there. Yeah, correct. And look, this play has been happening for the last couple of months. You know, the ECB, Christine Lagarde, has been mentioning, look, you know, she understands the significance of inflation issues at the moment with all these, you know, with all the countries part of the ECB at the moment. 
It is widely expected that they're going to increase it by 25 basis points. Yeah. I'm of the view that they will start off with 25 basis points because, again, you know, we're talking about the ECB. They've got a lot of countries, you know, with different inflation expectations at the moment. So it's very hard to give a one-size-fits-all solution, basically, right? Ah, so okay. it's got to start off with 25 points just to kind of see how the economies, you know, will take it and then potentially look at, you know, maybe increasing that to 50 in September's meeting. But... The other main thing to also look at for what the ECB are talking about is there's issues around credit markets at the moment. So what I mean by that is Italian bonds Mm. and Italian and German bond yields, they're starting to widen quite a lot. Now, that's not great for the economy. So a very wide bond yield just basically means a lot of people are selling their Italian bonds, buying German bonds as well. So what the ECB are also expected to do is is announce their uh, anti-fragmentation tool, which basically just aims to prevent a liquidity squeeze in the weaker euro members such as Italy. And also, you know, that'll kind of feed into the ECB kickstarting the interest rate hike cycle. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And I guess it will be all eyes on the ECB for this week as well. For sure. I mean, especially when you look at how it was the imperity against the US dollar, how much of a rate hike is going to support the euro with regard to that situation? That's actually a very good question, Elliot. So, you know, <laughs> last week, the key word that we were all just looking at was parity, right? So, euro, US dollar, if we look at that, you saw, you know, euro playing with that one exactly parity level, hovered a little bit, then managed to break through, you know, going to that 0.995. Now, to answer your question, so, in my view, even if there is a bit of support from you know, the ECB, it is going to be more than likely a short-term rally. You know, again, long-term, the U.S. dollar is still too, too strong at the moment. The U.S. dollar, as I call it, is a global cyclical currency. So when the whole world isn't doing so well, the U.S. dollar tends to do well, and that's what we've been seeing historically. You know, we saw, you know, US, USD JPY. We've seen USD JPY even go very high, you know, to 20 year high. So USD is getting very strong, whereas all the other uh, counter cyclical pairs aren't doing too well. So if there is even a 25 or 50 basis point hike, you know, hypothetically, again, we will see the euro dollar go up, but it will be short lived because in the long term, the U.S. dollar is still too strong, and I still believe there's a long way to go for the U.S. dollar to gain even more strength. Mm. We've got quite a few earnings to look forward to this week, just some notable ones. Johnson & Johnson, Netflix, Lockheed Martin, Tesla, United Airlines, Union Pacific, Verizon. For you, which of these companies stands out the most? Which one are you watching out for the most? I'm actually really interested to see how Netflix has fared. Mm. Um, I believe Netflix has had a bit of a, There's been a lot of heat around Netflix and, you know, the subscriptions. Netflix thrived in the COVID environment. Everyone was at home. Everyone was, you know, bored and they really needed something to do at home. Now that everyone's back out, up and running, going to work, you know, having back to their normal lives, subscriptions isn't really in a, a major part of their lives now. It's, it's still there. But also because of the interest rate rises, there's been a lot of heat around discretionary spending. So Netflix, it's still in the grand scheme of things, not as expensive as many other, but yeah. it's one of those services that's probably not as priority or as relevant, you know, as paying the bills or whatnot. So every dollar counts nowadays, you know, as interest rates go up, people need to revisit their discretionary spending. So you might see a drop off with Netflix users as well. So that's what I'm seeing as well. And obviously the most important, and I guess one of the most watched stocks would be Tesla. So, you know, with everything that's happened with Elon Musk and Twitter and whatnot, and and Tesla dropping, you know, in share price being a tech stock, significantly. So that'll be also very interesting to watch, see how the interest rate rises from the FOMC, 
has affected Tesla being livestock. They've started talking about cutting off jobs, you know, with all these tech companies, Microsoft, yeah, yeah. Tesla as well. And that will probably feed through into the stock price because, you know, investors would like to see how that would affect their forward guidance. And initially, I guess, investors would probably see the revenue being missed because of, again, interest rate expectations going higher. Mm. But what investors would like to see even more is what is going to happen in the next three months or what their forward guidance will be for the next three months now that we know what the interest rate cycle might look like. Because the last three months, no one really knew. At least we have a bit of an idea now. So Tesla, you know, amongst all the other U.S. companies, will start to factor those interest rate hikes into their earnings and forward guidance as well. So we'll see what they're you know, looking to publish, and then obviously investors will react based on that. Yeah, try and get a better read on the next six months or so. I guess for Netflix, maybe the Stranger Things effect, not so good. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the last season. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's what Netflix thought, that you know, once Stranger Things come out, Stranger Things come out, they might pick up on subscriptions, but again, it doesn't seem like that's been working out too much for them. But, you know, I guess we'll see. Hopefully they come up with some more shows and people are still interested in keeping the subscription but i think those two stocks will be very very highly watched this week well they got cobra kai in september so we'll have hope for their third quarter earnings azim sharif markets analyst at cmc markets apac and canada really appreciate your time this morning thank you for helping me out you take care have a great day ahead my pleasure Elliot. thanks for having me on the show and have a great day uh, to the rest of the viewers as well you too cheers before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.